Hi, everyone. Today I'm speaking with Tony Award-winning producer Cody Renard-Richard, who is a true multi-hyphenate. He's worked as a stage manager on 13 Broadway productions. We recorded this interview a little while ago, and he was working as stage manager on Into the Woods on Broadway. He is still doing that, and he is also working on Parade, which is a revival of the Jason Robert Brown Alfred Urey musical, which is at New York City Center. I actually saw it last night. It is one of the best revivals I've ever seen. One of the best musicals, period. So he's also an educator and the founder of a scholarship program for aspiring BIPOC theater makers. Cody does it all and does it with a lot of style if you follow him on Instagram. So I just wanted to figure out how does he do it? Is it coffee? Is it 10 hours of sleep a night? A super nutritious breakfast? Cody, please, please tell me how you do it. (laughs) It is hope and a prayer. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the day. Today, it's my matcha. You know, I don't really drink coffee, so I try to drink water and matcha. That's really it. <laughs> That's how you start the day. So, well, what does today look like for you? Today's a two-show day. I'm, I'm currently the stage manager for Into the Woods. So today's a two-show day, and we are in the middle of putting in eight new cast members. So today is a long day. I'm already at the theater. It's 1130 here in New York. So I'm at the theater. I come in early just to kind of see what my day's going to be and make lists and answer the various texts that I have about COVID and new cast members and who's going to be doing what rehearsal later. You know what I mean? So I just come in a little early to like get myself centered. And then we do our two shows. You know, I have a break in between, which I always leave the theater and go for a walk because I have to get outside. But Wednesdays are busy. Yeah. And so let's just pretend I'm not a theater person. Can you explain to me what a stage manager does? I mean, it sounds like what you just said. There's a lot of incoming requests and questions and things like that. But what is your responsibility during the day? Yeah, mainly in my position as a stage manager, I make sure that everyone has the appropriate information for the day. So in COVID time, various things could happen. And uh, I'm in touch with our general managers and our COVID compliance officer or or a safety manager and our company managers. And we kind of talk through the various scenarios if something were to go wrong. So I handle the communication. I handle the scheduling. I'm the conduit between each department to make sure that they have what they need to do the show. So there's a lot of administrative stuff that happens even outside of the physical production. And then in terms of physical production, I'm the stage manager coordinates with the crew to make sure that all the things are running properly and that things are in the right place. We call the cues, which triggers everything that you see on stage. So every time a lighting shift happens, every time you see scenery move on stage, we're backstage cueing that at the right time. So we also handle and manage the physical technical side of the production. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. That's just the the spark note version of what stage managers do. It just sounds like you kind of always have to be on a little bit. How do you maintain your energy throughout the week and especially for for a two show day? I mean, it's really important that my time away from the show in the theater is my time away from the show in the theater. So I make sure that my day off is Monday and I have like Sunday evening off. I do everything that's not involving the show. So when I come back on Tuesday, I'm refreshed and ready to to step back into it. And that kind of goes the same for Wednesday, you know, and like the rest of the days for like two show days, I try to have a morning 
that doesn't have to deal with work. And then, you know, when I come in around 1130 or noon, I'm able to focus on what I need to focus on. But it's, it's hard finding balance, especially when things come up and you're often the first or second call and, you know, you have to connect someone with someone or help ease someone's nerves or whatever it is. So it's difficult sometimes finding balance. Yeah. And you, you know, you seem like you're a very like positive, optimistic person. And also this job kind of requires you to be like a calming presence, right? For other people. Totally. So what happens when, when like you're not really feeling that? Do you know how to snap into that? I mean, you you have been doing this for quite a while at this point. Yes. Yeah, interesting because, you know, I find that I'm my most successful when I bring my full self to work. So I try not to deter from who I am. But in those moments when I'm, you know, either burnt out or drained, honestly, I rely on my team because I can't, you know, I can fake it a little bit, but that's even more exhausting to have to like put on a, a false emotion when you're trying to help someone deal with something. So I rely on my team. You know, I have a team of two other stage managers. And I think in the days when when I might not be up for X, Y, and Z, you know, they're able to either step in or, you know, handle a certain situation while I, you know, step back and do, you know, more paperwork that day or something like that. So I think it's important to delegate and really rely on the folks around you to help maintain sanity across the board. And we kind of do that for each other. You know, there's a lot of things happening in the world. And sometimes you come in and you're just like, all I can do today is call the show, you know, or all I can do today is, is notes. X, Y, and Z instead of being on for everybody all the time. So I think there's there's flexibility in that as well. But for myself, like I said, I have to, the only way I'm successful at this is if I come to work and I'm myself, um, because the job is hard enough, I don't feel the need to want to put on any extra pressure. And how how do you know, like when you've done your job well, like what makes a really good day for you? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know. I think that like, you know, I mean, doing live theater, the audience response is something that always puts you in a good mood. Just to know that you are a part of something that is changing someone else's day, it is in a way it sort of releases endorphins. So like that in a small way always helps. You know, I think that like seeing people go on for their first time and having them be successful and feeling good and having them say that they felt safe throughout a certain process always feels good. So I think that like there are small moments of gratitude that I that I just find throughout the day that reminds me that that yes, the work is hard, but like you know, that one email you sent to whoever about the schedule helped them plan out X, Y, and Z. So I don't know. I think there's just like small moments of gratitude that you can always find that I try to take with me. To sort of execute like all of these things that you have to do every day, are there any tools that you use to keep your life running smoothly? Like you mentioned, you're diving into your inbox and stuff, Like, but do you have any go-to strategies that you've honed over the years? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is making lists. And that's like the simplest thing. And sometimes I forget, but like, you know, I have my personal inbox, I have my scholarship inbox, I have my show inbox, I have my my uh, school inbox. So there's like, I'm toggling from different inboxes and like my day isn't all emails, but a lot of my days is answering emails. So I think it's really making lists and being gracious with the time that I dedicate to everything. I was actually reading this thing the other day about productivity. And they said that like, you know, it takes 20 minutes to like really get into the zone 
And then after 90 minutes, you should always give yourself a break because we're not meant to be working on something that intently all the time because then that's how you get burnt out. So I've been trying to apply that to myself. You know, I'll make a list. I'll give myself time to ramp up and get going. And then I'll check the clock. And if it's been an hour or 90 minutes, I try to like take a break and step away. And that helps me focus and it helps me not feel like the day is overwhelming or the tasks are overwhelming. But I do think that making lists and crossing them out and actually seeing what you're working towards helps a lot. Is it a list of here's today's like urgent things or do you kind of plan out like week to week? I do like two. I do like a global list of like things that I have to get done. Excuse my language. I have a poster that that says shit to get done. (laughs) And I write down like I write down like all of my things on that. And then I, from that, I take out like, okay, maybe I, this is what he's focused on six, the deadline's coming up. So then I make like a smaller list for the day. And then whenever it doesn't get done on the day, you know, it goes back to the big list. And then the next day, you, you know, you start over. So I try to like focus it, depending on the time I have and the, and the importance of the things that have to happen. Sometimes I'm very successful at it and sometimes I'm not. <laughs> so it's a work in progress, but I try to be specific about it. I imagine like the the list seems sort of never ending. But then when you look back and you're just like, oh, I did get a lot of shit done. All that stuff I thought was super urgent, like it happened. Yeah. And that's good to I love. And that's the good part about a list, because I find also, at least for myself coming out of the pandemic, I'm constantly saying, oh, I didn't do enough today or I'm not being productive today. And my friends, I was like, you did a million things today. I'm like, oh, I did. You know what I mean? So like it's <laughs> it's good to like keep lists for yourself so you're not and I don't I don't want to say it's negative self-talk, but so those thoughts that aren't as positive don't seek in as much because you get to track your progress and then you get to, you know, really declare what you feel is productive, which I think helps me as a person who always feels like I'm not doing enough. This is a good moment to mention you're also a co-producer of A Strange Loop, which won the Tony Award for Best Musical this year. So I yeah. have to ask, where does the Tony live in your apartment? I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, no. Um, because there were a lot of co-producers on Company and Strange Loop and Take Me Out. They had to order more statuettes. So they're slowly starting to get mailed. So hopefully mine is arriving soon, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> I love it. Do you have plans for it? I do. I mean, my apartment's not huge. So like, I really only have one place to put it. And it's like on my mantle by my TV. But I did buy this little light up base because I'm extra. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just put it in the center of the room. It's where it, totally, it's where it totally. belongs. And I love this this detail about your background. I mean, you grew up in Houston working on a ranch, and so I just am imagining like young Cody, you know, on a horse. Like, were you thinking like Tony Award? Was that a goal for you? I didn't even know what a Tony Award was when I was in Texas. So like, it's wild because, you know, I think about all the things that I've been able to accomplish. And at that age, none of it was on my radar, but somehow this was the path I was supposed to walk. It's so interesting how things unfold when you just, you know, live. You know what I mean? When you just like open yourself up to the universe, I think. I didn't really know much about theater until I went to college. And that's when I figured out what Broadway was. And that's when I first heard about the Tonys. That's when I first started watching and stuff like that. So I, so in, in some aspects, I'm a late bloomer to it. But so my dreams in terms of moving to New York and working on Broadway didn't really start to come into play until I was in college. Was there sort of like a gateway musical that in your mind you were just like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the type of show I want to like make or work on. The first show I saw on Broadway was Avenue Q. 
And I was looking through the playbill and I saw that there were stage managers listed. And I said to my friends, oh, that's right. I'm going to be doing this one day. Like, I'm going to work on Broadway. So, like, I always owe Avenue Q that because it was my first show that I saw in New York. And it was like the, you know, that moment of me somehow putting two and two together that you can have a career on Broadway as a stage manager. And being young and naive, I had no idea how hard it would be to get the job. I just knew that it was something I needed to do. So, like, that was something that I'll always accredit to my journey. And then I remember seeing Wicked in Chicago and I was obsessed with how big the show was. And I, and that's when I fell in love with musicals. I was like, I have to work on huge productions that just make people feel good, you know? So I think those two early on are shows that sparked my love for the New York Broadway theater scene. Now you're on Into the Woods, which just has such a enormous amount of energy behind it and so many fans. So how do you wind down at the end of that show? I mean, it's a long show, too. So after like a two show day, how do you take a breath? It is a long show, um, but it's a great show. You know, it's interesting because there's a lot of energy that comes with the show, but it's just so positive And like it just gives me energy. Because I've never worked on something. And I worked on Hamilton, but I came in a year after it opened. And the, the audience response was still pretty wild. But even with that, like, the energy of this crowd every night since we opened has been insane. And I've not experienced that firsthand ever. Or I can't remember it. So I think just, like, getting that positive both jolt of energy every time I leave, I, I don't feel drained. I mean, sure, at the end of the week, maybe. But like, for the most part, like, I don't feel drained. I feel, I feel, I feel lifted in a way. So when I go home, it's less about like winding down and more about just, you know, recentering myself at home, which on other shows, you know, I do feel like I have to wind down a little bit. But yeah, there's something magical about what's happening here. Uh, and I can't really explain what it is. I don't know if it's because, you know, maybe the ghost of Sondheim is in the theater. I don't know if people have just been waiting for this show. I mean, even the company is, they're so lovely, you know, so it's just been a very positive experience all around. What is something people probably don't know about working on Broadway? That the hours are long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think that People don't, I don't think people understand the amount of work sometimes that goes into doing a Broadway show. Like, you know, the audience member, you, you sing a two o'clock show, you show up at one thirty. What they don't understand is that people have been working all day. Like for me, my day started at 10 when I got a text about something, you know? So like we start early just to make sure that the show that people see at 2 p.m. can happen and happen to the caliber of what we want, them, want it to happen. So I don't think sometimes people understand that. And maybe sometimes they don't understand how many people it takes to put on a show. You see the ushers out front, you know, you see the actors on stage, but you don't necessarily see the hundreds of people not on this show, our crew is small, but on some shows, the hundreds of people backstage who are doing so much work early on. You know, sometimes the wardrobe crew is in at 10 a.m. to prep costumes for a two-show day. Sometimes the crew is in at 8 a.m. on a two-show day to do a work call so the scenery functions properly. So there's like, there's all these moving pieces that, that a lot of people don't know about. So I think that that's probably something that, that we don't say enough. 
you've worked on a bunch of productions and, you know, shows open, shows close, you move on to new things. It seems like a big part of it would be networking and being out there in the community. And so I was just wondering how you sort of maintain that balance of friendships and community while you're working from, you know, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. That is a big thing. It's just making time for the things that are important. So like for me, I have to be social or I'll go crazy. (laughs) But that's also, you know, within reason because my job is social. I talk to people nonstop all day. So I think that it's it's finding moments outside of work with people who don't necessarily work on the thing you're working on or doing the thing that you do so you so your brain can breathe. So I'm very intentional about how I spend my time outside of the theater, whether it's sometimes alone time or just, you know, finding time with my friends to go out to dinner or go for a walk. But, you know, I always say you make time for the things that are important to you. And that's something that helps me stay sane. So I always try to prioritize either a FaceTime or just seeing people to just take my mind out of the current state of being on. Would you describe yourself as an extrovert? Sort of. I'm actually really an introvert that I've, that has learned to be an extrovert. I, um, I used to be very shy. I used to stutter. I hated being out in big places. And I'm an only child. So like I could be at home by myself for a month and be fine. But I think the older I've gotten... And the more I've really pushed myself to to be social, I find I'm more extroverted these days than I used to be. But at the core, I think I still am very much an introvert. But I like social settings. I like being out. Well, I'm going to let you get to it because a two-show day is nothing to mess with. And I assume every minute is planned out and on a list. And I'm going to let you cross off all those things. But thank you so much, Cody, for taking the time to share a little bit about your day, how you do everything that you do. I'm just really grateful to get the chance to connect with you. Of course. Thanks for having me.